Welcome to the Scales and Tails podcast, where we unveil the secrets to weight loss. I'm your host, Brianna Fia Keen, accredited practicing dietitian, mum of four, and foodie fanatic who is constantly hungry because I talk about food all day long. Wouldn't that make you hungry too? Join me as I delve into the essential pillars that shape your weight loss journey, including mindset and motivation, nutrition and healthy eating, exercise and fitness, effective weight loss strategies, behavior change and habits, sleep and stress, and nurturing a positive body image through self-care. Are you ready to embark on a transformative journey with me and my guests? I'm here to help you. Let's do this. So welcome to today's episode of our podcast, Scales and Tales, Unveiling the Secrets to Medical Weight Loss. Today we have a new guest on the podcast today. Um, Welcome to Beck. We'll talk to her a little bit about what she does. Um, But really we're talking about time-saving tricks for wholesome meals. So how to get food on the table in a hurry, like we are all familiar walking in the door from tutoring, gymnastics, acro, dance, a little athletics, soccer, whatever it is, um, and the kids wanted to eat half an hour ago and you're like, oh, man, what even am I going to get on the table? So what I hope for you in today's episode is that we can take away some of that overwhelm for you um, and really give you some of those time-saving hacks that's going to help to take away some of that stress of nighttime meals for all of you busy mums. So welcome back. Thank you, Bree. I'm so excited. <laughs> so Beck herself is a mum of two. So she knows about mum life and that struggle between witching hour that lasts for about three or four hours. She's a wife and also a food technology and relief teacher. So tell us a little bit about what you do um, in your business, Beck. So my business, Meal Planning Mama, came about from a creative outlet I started while I was teaching permanently and having to juggle that mum life and work life and that return to work life after having kids and needing to be somewhat still in control of certain things so like you talk about that afternoon chaos that until you experience it nothing can prepare you so I started teaching I guess that you can't take the teacher out of me other people what I was doing because I needed to it came from a necessity part so I started planning two meals a week then three meals a week and then it became like a hey guys this is my five dinners I'm planning and then I started to get the confidence to share more and more Um, my face on the screen on my social media and then it became more of a I'm gonna there's a bit of a market here I'll see I started collating all what I'd been sharing and then I put recipe books and then meal plans together to help busy families and I guess everybody's busy but it's just working out what you need help with to reduce that overwhelm that you talk about when you get home and they're hungry a half an hour ago so I try to help with that overwhelm and afternoon chaos and I'm sure, you know, all of the mums out there will appreciate all the help that you can give them. <laughs> Where can people find you if they want to know more after today's episode? So I have my social media. I'm mostly 
active on Instagram and Facebook, so mealplanning.mama, and then I've got my website, www.mealplanningmama.com as well. Um, and then you can also then join my email lists from my website. But, yeah, that's where I generally day-to-day take you inside of my kitchen and show you what I'm doing. So we'll talk about it a little bit more, I'm sure, today, but it's all about being prepared. And I know that seems really cliche when you're like, I'm already overwhelmed, but it's doing one thing, then going, oh, that's not so bad, then doing another thing and adding it on until it doesn't feel like a chore and it just becomes something that you do day to day. Yeah, so, totally. Yeah. I'm a planner and, you know, even when yeah, I'm yeah. working with my clients, I'm like, you know what, you need to set yourself up for success. Don't set yourself up for fail. Don't yeah. know that you're getting home at 6.45 bedtimes at 7, they've got to eat and bath and books and homework and all that in the middle when you've got no time and not know what you're going to get or not know what you're going to hit and eat. Mm-hmm. Like set mm-hmm. yourself up for success. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess my big thing is yeah. having a plan, which is what I was saying with my meal plans, is very much I always have five dinners planned for the week and whilst some families also plan lunches, I generally just make extra and then that's hubby and my lunch for the next day as well. My my daughters are seven and four, so one in school, one in kindy this year, grade two and kindy. So we're in the lunchbox life as well. So that's another thing that you have to think of. Um, and so my planning week to week is around preparing five dinners one or two snacks that go in lunch boxes for myself and the kids and hubby. So, cause I like to pack a lunch for myself as well. Um, and then going from there and I don't want to spend all week in the kitchen. Like whilst I obviously appreciate, I do enjoy cooking. Some people don't, and that's, that's okay too. We all, it's that duality, but I guess I want to try and make it simple for mums so that whilst it might be something they dread, I can tell you I hate the washing, but I've got to come up with a system there too because it's got to be done. We've got to eat. We've got to wash the clothes. Like, So I, I guess I try to break it down so it is simple so that you don't feel like it's such an overwhelming task. Um, so, yeah, having a meal plan is by far, and I know I sound like a bang on, I always feel like a bang on all about all the time, but that's literally your plan. And then otherwise it's, oh, I wish I could be organised. I wish that. And it's like, well, you have to have a goal then you put a plan into place for your wishes to come true. So five meals, like I said, maybe it's only two and then you write your shopping list for two dinners for the week and then that's two lunches for the week. That's my big thing is trying to plan dinners and lunches to be the same Um, because I don't, whilst I know some families can appreciate two hours in the kitchen doing meal prep, I'm more about ingredient prep. So it's not full lunches all pretty laid out with 10 different containers with salad and meat on one side and the other. I'm more about cutting up the chicken if you buy a bulk pack so you've got two dinners cut up or sliced or whatever it looks like. Make the sauce because I try to make all of my sauces from scratch or whatever seasonings or flavors as well Um, so then I know what's in them. Um, And then it's making the sauce in advance, making the breadcrumb topping for the tray bake in advance and leave it in a container. So literally all you got to do is get home and put the the crumb over the top and put it into the oven. So, Or cooking a tray bake the night before because you've already got the ingredients prepared. So when you get home at quarter to seven and the kids want their dinner, you can just portion out the dinner you cooked the night before because you were home a little bit earlier that day to just reheat so it's having a plan and whilst it goes 
and people are probably like, oh, my God, that sounds way too much already, Beck. It's like, well, go back to what's your goal? Let's look at two dinners planned. Great. I'm going to get through Monday and Tuesday. Then I'm going to go back to Woolworths on Wednesday and plan Wednesday and Thursday. Because let's be honest, probably Friday, Saturday, we're a bit laxy-daisy with leftovers or um, takeout or toasted sandwiches. It's funny. There's this preconceived idea about what foods you should have on what nights. And (laughs) (laughs) my husband is completely guilty of it. He's like, we can't have fish on a Saturday night. It's not a fish night. And I'm like, so what is a fish night? (laughs) Particularly talking about all those extracurricular activities after school, we tend to, like, I know we will start back at soccer very soon after school. So, like, that's getting home at 7 o'clock. So I, and I know my kids eat pesto pasta. Like, it's a guaranteed and it can be eaten hot or cold. So I make that the day before and I just put it in, like, a thermos or even just in a cooler bag. And I might say, particularly because it's middle of winter sometimes in soccer season, but I'll say, do you want me to heat it up and put it in your little thermos? If not... And then they eat that in the car on the way home because then by the time you get home, it's like, mum, can I have the thing that they probably would have had if I didn't have that pasta dish? Yeah, I've got a little Yeah, you can have a piece of toast as well. But otherwise, I would fall for the McDonald's that's right next to the soccer fields. It kills me every time to drive past it, but I'm like, no, we do not need that. (laughs) I've got a six-year-old who we also nicknamed Cracker Boy because he literally just would live off crackers all day every day if you let him. (laughs) And so, you know, if we get home late, the first thing he does is go to the pantry and open up a box of crackers. And I'm like, hang on, hang on, hang on. Like, I just need five minutes and you can eat. Yes, it is, isn't it? It's having like, so my daughter has been obsessing over pancakes every morning for breakfast. And I'm like, darling, I don't have time to make you pancakes every morning for breakfast. But I've been making and stockpiling them in the freezer so that when she's, when we're all back at school and that earlier routine, in the morning it's like you can have two pancakes I'll just take them out of the freezer and chuck them in the microwave like some morning she won't want them but it's still being but again that comes back from having a plan and like some weekends are busy other weekends aren't so it's like um a a weekend for me I always usually allocate Sunday mornings from about 9 till 9 30 or 9 30 till 10 to do some prep um I I shop at Aldi primarily purely because of the cost. I find it cheaper. Um, and then we're gluten and dairy free mostly in my household. So then I need to still go to um, Coles or Woolies to get the brands that you can't get at Aldi. Um, and then I generally, as much as I dread it, do my groceries Friday afternoon. So then I know I can, I've still, I've got everything in the fridge ready to do my half an hour of power, as I call it, sometime over the weekend. Sometimes by Saturday afternoon, I'm like, I can't be bothered. Sometimes I get a bit of a, yeah, let's go. I've got this. So then tomorrow I can chill and do other things. So I guess we always generally know our plan for the weekend, especially when school and routines and all that are back. So you've got to plan around it. And I guess you've got to look at it as something that if you want to feel less chaotic during the week you've got to set the time aside it's got to be a priority it's that time blocking that we all talk yeah. about isn't it so and it just makes the week run so much smoother oh, and that's the trade-off yeah and so some weeks well I always have five dinners planned some weeks I know yep Monday Tuesday Wednesday it's that it's non-negotiable other weeks it's just five dinners that I've shopped to and I get to that day and go I don't really feel like chicken I'm going to make tacos tonight with the beef mince or 
Um, oh, spaghetti bolognese. Oh, I don't really feel like that tonight. I might change it up and make it into lasagna or whatever it might be. But you're not limited to endless decisions. You've only got five because you've shot to those five. And when yeah. I plan my meals, I always generally plan, plan around the protein. So I'm not going to eat chicken every night of the week. No one wants to do that. So, um, and, and it's also so that we have a balance in our diet as well, isn't it? So like hubby hates vegetarian meals, but I always try and do at least one during the week. And then if he says, oh, where's the, where's the meat? I'm like, well, you can cook yourself some bacon and put it on the top of the vegetarian risotto if you want, but no, <laughs> had to have a dig. But no, it's funny because like he comes home, he's like, oh, where's the meat? I'm like, I've just made this. It's got beans or it's got some pumpkin <laughs> or whatever it might be, chickpea. I he, I make this chickpea risotto and he's like, what? Anyway, it's fine. But, yeah, like he, I'm, I always try to have a meat-free day as well. doesn't yeah. always work out. Um, but, yeah, generally that's what I do is I plan around because then I know the meals are enough serves. So we have four people in our family. So the, generally my recipes are all four to six serves. So I generally make a bigger serve. The kids are starting to eat more, so I'm going to have to, as they obviously get bigger, inevitable, I know, um, that we'll have to start increasing serving sizes. But any shopping list I write, generally it's around the four to six serves. So, yeah. What fantastic tips you've got for us. One of the things that we do is not necessarily plan out meals, but we have like this structure. So, you know, Tuesday night might be a Mexican. So some weeks it might be tacos, some weeks it might be nachos, some weeks it might be burritos or some like it's just yep. a mix. And then Friday, you know, is pizza. And so, you know, sometimes it's different variations of all different types of pizzas. And so it's just like this structure around this is stir fry night, this is barbecue night, mm -hmm. and, and the ingredients change, but we still know, hey, I need something for Mexican That's night. right. I need something and for the barbie for whatever night. I find involving the kids in the decisions helps them with them more chance of eating it. So as I said, I've, I'm my four-year-old's at that four-year-old stage, and I don't really need to say anything more with the beige foods and it's all that crackers etc but <laughs> I, my seven-year-old she's getting better because I say hey what do you want for dinner this week so generally then they own a night and I hope to get to the point that they'll want it like they'll be making one of the nights they have a night each week that they'll I'll help them of course but like and I've of course I've exposed them to that pretty early on too from my background teaching hospitality and home economics like you can't take that out of me um but yeah, it's involving the family and creating those structures like you're talking about that then there's no surprises but then you're not eating the same thing every single week. The other thing I always I try and say to um, mums as well is write a list of all the things you actually eat because you'd be surprised. Like you probably feel like you make the same thing over and over and over again but really when you write out what all your family favourites are, you've probably got 20 to 30 on there. And yeah. there's only 30 days max, 31 days max in a whole month. So if yeah. you just chose one from that and then you wrote your meal plan from the things your family already eats and a variation of, like you said, like some weeks I buy beef mints, some weeks I buy turkey mints, but make bolognese out of it. Um, Most people yeah. have their set little repertoire of recipes that yes. they cycle through, right. Yeah, um, you know, every fortnight. Yeah. 
Yeah, and then, like, that's okay. Like, that's what you celebrate because it's like you're still creating that variety. And I guess I help mums when they're like, I'm just at the same five every single week or I get to, I don't want lasagna anymore. Like, I don't want spaghetti bolognese anymore. I don't want tacos anymore. I don't want chicken wraps I want something different. And so mine, I, I'm that person in the afternoon, I've only got 15 minutes, right, what am I doing? And that's how, where I started having to, I just made things up. That's I, That's probably been the hardest bit of my journey is writing down what I put in things. <laughs> <laughs> Getting all the creativity uh, out. Yeah, that, well, that's what cooking for me is. And then I guess the, I'm also, I trained in business teaching and that business teacher in me is about sharing and like, like numbers and all that sort of stuff and social media. I really enjoyed all that sort of marketing communications. So I love that stuff as well, which is where how my social following has started as well. So, yeah. I have an Italian nuna, and so trying to get recipes out of her, a pinch of this, a handful of that, <laughs> how yep. can we replicate this? <laughs> yep. Even when you try and put it into those nutrition calculators online, it's like, how much is that? But I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So how do you balance out nutrition and convenience when you do have that hectic schedule? So I know we've talked a few things. Is there anything else that you wanted to add to that? So as I said, I try to make all my sauces or seasonings or things from scratch so for example like a teriyaki sauce I'll keep a basic five or six different things in my pantry that I know I like a soy sauce and a thick barbecue sauce and a coconut aminos and a sesame oil and a few basic pantry items um or like liquids and then also stocks or like seasonings and plan to that because when I work with people, I'm like, you like whilst it looks like I'm giving you a list of a million ingredients, if you go through this, three quarters you will already have, get rid of all the rest because you can simplify it. And then when your brain looks into the pantry and it's not completely overwhelmed by the fact there's so much in there you don't know where to start, it actually makes your life simpler. So it's reducing that chaos and clutter because then that makes you feel more calm about, oh, I could just put that 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 together and it'll make this so my because I'm all about reading ingredients um on labels and then you obviously know that there's not added sugars and added salts because you're using products that are from scratch essentially so like I said that's all I love those new coconut amino thick barbecue and teriyaki sauces um a good like garlic and herb seasonings I love mingle brand for yeah, that we use a lot um, of the mingle yeah, it's and they're all natural ingredients because they put a lot of anti-caking agents and things in a lot of seasonings and a lot of flavour enhancers, which I'm really reactive to and I notice my kids react to it in different ways as well. So um, I, I'm i all about, and I guess that's the teacher in me, I taught students at school how to read labels, both nutritional panels and ingredients labels and how it's listed in the order and everything and where it originates from. So... I'm that person if I go shopping, I love reading labels, whereas people hate it, whereas if I've got the time, I love it. Like, um, yeah, so cooking from scratch is really how, and then, like I said, I'm that old school, when I plan meals around the protein, whilst we all like to eat a meat and veg sort of a um, base, for me, you can't. I can't eat steak and vegetables on a plate every night of the week. So then that's when I get creative with different textures. So do you mince it? Do you dice it? Do you buy beef strips? Do you 
tenderloin it? Do you put it on a kebab stick? Do you marinate it? Do you put it in a slow cooker? Do you do a tray bake of a full piece? And then you then can either shred the carrots or um, grate the carrot or you can half moon the carrot or like you. And at the the end of the day, you've still got a beef and a carrot on your plate. It's just playing with different textures so you don't get bored. I can't eat the same thing every day. Hubby could easily eat a steak and vegetables on a plate every day, but I can't. Like, And then the kids get bored with that too. So it's about that creativity. And some days you get all, like my meals, I'm always, always about, it doesn't look like it's, I don't do food photography. I don't do food styling. Mine is about what you and I, it will look like when you put it on the plate, when the kids are trying to eat half of it when it's hardly even cooked. So yeah, so that's how I balance that convenience is by only having certain things in the pantry to even choose from with my meal plan seasonings. So what kind of things do you stock the kitchen with? So my, so the general like oils, I've got sesame oil. I love that. Like a tomato paste, balsamic vinegar. Like I talked about any of those mingle seasonings. My favorite is herb and garlic and a taco one because that gives you the base for any Mexican dish. Um, And then hubby's into making all different rubs and things for meat. So we generally have a whole wall like in our pantry of different spices you don't need to have that but we love turmeric paprika honey and maple syrup is a general like a really good base obviously to just bring in a little bit of sweetness without too much refined sugar um peanut it's butter funny good- because last week my husband come home from barbecues galore with a, a rub and a, he's like taste this put your finger in it taste it tastes good I'm like I can taste sugar and he's like oh Maybe yep. that's why it tastes good. I've turned around like, it's 40% yeah. sugar. Oh, it's He's like, cool. oh, that's why yeah. it tastes so good. I'm yeah. like, it's uh-uh. intriguing. They put that in everything. <laughs> and then, yeah, so you need you do need some sweetness sometimes to counteract. Like rice wine vinegar is good to marinate things in, but it's obviously got a lot of bitterness. So, And then like some canned beans, canned tomatoes, those sorts of things you can keep, canned fish. Um, and rices and pastas like that's the top shelf in my pantry is just allocated to rice and pasta and some noodles and things or like the taco shells or the rice paper rolls and you sort of can just cycle through them and so that's the pantry and the seasonings and then fridge is really some garlic and some crushed ginger again read the ingredients on them because they tend to put a lot of fillers in a lot of the other ones you can get an all-natural one at Woolworths near the fresh ginger and garlic I'm all for the crushed one because again saving time like I don't have time to peel garlic and crush it on a Wednesday afternoon um and then even some cream or some coconut cream I use a lot of coconut cream because I'm dairy free and then some cheeses eggs is always the go-to dinner um for us if you don't know what eggs are very versatile they can be breakfast they can be lunch they can be dinner yep bacon and eggs no matter what you do you can do it and then like in the freezer just a mixed bag of frozen veggies and even just some frozen um diced onion is my favorite too because again we don't have time to dice an onion every day of the week sometimes so they're the basics and then from there my shopping lists are then if I if you um like generally then my shopping list is just fresh fruit and veggies and meat because you've already got that and every now and then you've obviously got to stock them up but you know you've got those and you work that I use a lot of chicken stock as well or beef stock depending I um really like making my own chicken stock paste I have a thermomix you do not need a thermomix for convenience I love my thermomix it's become very much part of my kitchen but it's not a necessity if you're just starting out. 
Um, a food processor or a blender definitely is a necessity if you ask me because it helps with the time saving again. We don't have time to stand there necessarily. But like I love like my smoothie, my mini smoothie maker I use to make a lot of sauces in as well, like like a sauté sauce or a um, oyster sauce I make up and it blends it for you. It just gets all the flavours dispersed better than standing there and just whisking it. So um, yeah, like you don't like, so yeah, I use my thermo mix again, because I'm gluten free. It helps with a lot of the recipes I make with that, but you, it's not a necessity to do all the meals that I do. Like my, my, all my recipes are just like a fry pan, a tray dish and some bowls. Like really it's super basic. So yeah. And then, um, but yeah, like the equipment, that's again what we can get caught up on. So I don't have that, so I'm not going to make it. I don't have that a piece of equipment, so I'm not going to make it. Whereas it's like going back to what can you do rather than what can't you do at the moment and starting from there. Yeah, and there's always options. There's always modifications that we can make. Mm-hmm. So tell me, what is your favourite recipe that you make? Owls is a any tray bake that's my favorite i'm tray bake queen if you ask all my friends i've um i'm all about chuck it all in one dish and put it in the oven or put it in the slow cooker and leave it on for the day um kmart slow cooker if you're going to ask which one we get kmart slow cooker with the timer on it by far works a treat it sets itself to low for however long or high and then chumps back to warm so it can be safely left um but my favourite dish of tray bakes is what I call a chicken parmy tray bake. And literally picture a big um, oven dish, some chicken breasts down the bottom, laid out flat. I cut them thinner into schnitzels, layer some bacon rations across the top and then some baby spinach leaves because that creates like a barrier tin of tomatoes over the top of that and then a crumb over the top so I use gluten-free breadcrumbs and panko crumbs my garlic and herb seasoning you can put some parmesan cheese through it or your nutritional yeast flakes with a salt and pepper if you wanted to taste or you can add that afterwards and then you just sprinkle that over the top and pop it in the oven that's literally and dinner is it takes five maximum ten minutes Done and dusted and absolutely yeah. delicious. Yeah, so good. And, like, you need that spinach. And the kids used to go, why has it got spinach, Mom? But now I'm like, if you don't, if you want your crunchy crumb that they love, love, love having off the top, I'm like, we have to have the spinach because it means it doesn't go soggy. And they're like, okay, because I, I love chicken parmigiana, but I don't have time to do that crumbing process, do we, like in the afternoon. And then I generally find with tray bakes, we can then go for a walk to clear our heads as a mum. We'll take the kids for a scoot around the block or they can have their bath and do their homework while you know dinner's done. My girls have got really good at going, mum's calmer once she knows dinner's sorted. We can go for our little scoot or roller skate if dinner's sorted whereas I just my brain doesn't really focus very well because I'm trying to avoid that chaos that we talked about at the beginning like we all know it's coming and it's like well let's control it before it does actually get there and then I can be present with them more too so if um a lot of mums ask me well what do you do when how do you get that time for 10 minutes I'm like well that's generally their screen time in the afternoons when we get home we all know the kids go "Ah," when they get home so I'm like, let's have something to eat. They might have some crumbles yeah. or something for afternoon tea. You can have your screen time for 15 minutes while mum sorts dinner. Then we're all calmer to then do the next part of the afternoon. 
And it's interesting because when my oldest started prep, it, I had six-week-old twins plus a two-year-old. And so I literally used to make dinner as soon as I got home from school drop-off. And people were like, why are you making dinner at 9 o'clock? I'm like, because I've got no idea how the rest of my day is going to go and if I'm going to get yeah. two minutes to scratch myself, let alone get dinner on the table. Yeah. So I know that if I've got the potatoes chopped and peeled and in a pot of water that I literally just have to turn it yeah. on come five mm-hmm. o'clock, mm-hmm. whether one, two, three or four babies are screaming, mm-hmm. all I have to do is turn that pot on yeah. and we are done. And I always say, do you know what's for dinner before you leave for the day? And everyone's yeah. like, how can you know that? How do you know what you're going to feel like? I'm like, well, if you know what you're making, you've got your head around that so that you already know that it's there for the afternoon versus having to make the decision going, what do I feel like? What do I feel like? If you already know the decision, you just it's just like, oh, well, I'm having that for dinner tonight. Um, it's that, yeah, it's, you just got your head around and I'm having tacos for dinner or (laughs) empalmy bake. Oh, great. Yeah. That'll be my afternoon. Like you'll, you'll feel calmer because you're like, oh, that's right. I, um, used to have a whiteboard on the fridge where I'd write it on so that, um, the kids could then see it, but then they started scribbling all over it. So I got rid of that. But like generally now, and then I, um, make an image to share on my socials about what I'm having each week. I've got a bit slack over the holidays because I didn't really meal plan as much, but I then would send that to hubby because every afternoon he'd get in the car on his way home from work. What's for dinner? I'm like, have you checked the picture I sent you? (laughs) I have a board I've been out of the laundry, which is like two steps away from our kitchen. And I'll be at work late sometimes. And he'd be like, what's for dinner? Like, did you go and have a look? Did you open the fridge? Uh, No. (laughs) Sorry. The other thing that I do, because obviously all of my kids are at school now, is I do prep in my lunch break. (laughs) So my lunch break that I work from home is hanging in the washing out or bringing the washing in and prepping a dinner so that come three o'clock we can do whatever we want to do it. It's not mum doing all of her jobs. Yeah, and more families are working from home now so that's another perfect way to get up from sitting down at your desk from working and actually feel like it's contributing to that afternoon, isn't it, as well? Like it's productive in multiple different ways. If yep. you can do that during – I know um, I've just – I've been following someone else online and they they only work five minutes from their job. So they've been doing exactly that or coming home and vacuuming. So it's they've only – they're time pressured to actually get it done. So we talk about time blocking and that's a perfect example like – it's you're, you're limited on time because you have to be back to work or you have to be back at the door. So I, I don't have the, I don't work from home. So I'm at work, so I can't do that. But for me on a Sunday morning, I know like hubby generally takes the kids out to the park or something because then they, I just can't even get in my mojo. Like I'm just in the zone. I can get through it. They're not interrupting. And it's become a thing that mum just does on a Sunday morning now yeah. after dad's bacon and eggs for breakfast. So yeah, it's, but it's that, I, and I don't want to spend any longer than a half an hour, 45 minutes, but I always make sure I've got an empty dishwasher before I start because then you can literally just put it all in as you go and you turn around and all you've got left on your bench is containers all stacked up of all the preparation you've done, ready to go in the fridge, and then you've got no mess and you just put the dishwasher on and you can go about your day. So I'm all about that. Now, it doesn't happen all the time, but an empty dishwasher again is it before you start a session and it's only got to be a half hour in the kitchen is so much easier too so much easier so we go back to that tray bake palmy do you have any other recipes that you know listeners can get their hands on 
So I have, I need, that's my goal for 2024 actually, Brie, is to get more on my website away from my socials to publish them all. I do have recipe eBooks on my website um, and there's two full books with all of them in it as a bundle or you can then, I've all that, I've then categorized them into like one tray bakes, just easy dinners. So that's like a fry mm-hmm. pan dinner or slow cookers. So you can go on and buy any which one. And I've got 20 lunchbox recipes as well. Tried and tested, freezer proof because we don't have, we, if, and I'm always making double batches. So like this weekend I'll be batch cooking again because I've got school going back. But yeah, if I'm making one batch, why not make two? And then you only, you can, you'll thank yourself in four weeks time when there's like food in the freezer. Um, but yeah, I've got all that available on my website. And then I've just released um, Meal Times Made Easy, a month of Meal Times Made Easy. So it's a whole meal plan, four shopping lists, 20 recipe cards, and the meal plan already written for the whole month. So again, taking that decision out of the meal times. And like we've talked about today, you've heard about how I then plan my meals around a week. So there's always a variety in the week. It's not chicken every day or pasta every day. There's always a variety because I don't, I couldn't have that either. And so I guess I just started to do what I was doing day to day. And then I've started to document it and then put it out to my audience. So I have, um, yeah, just released that actually yesterday. So it's very new. I've started on my socials as well. So um, very exciting. Um, but I guess I, I'm doing it with my audience. So I'm stuck because I'm going back to work soon as well. We start a school. I'm I'm literally choosing week one, plan one, and I'm working all the way through doing exactly that with everybody to guide them as well. So, yeah, that's so no that's shortage cool. of inspiration or recipes yeah. for anybody. There's lots of freebies on my um, socials as well, like I post reels and videos of myself or the kids cooking or ideas that I come up come up with so like I said the hardest part for me is actually coming up with quantity so I'll make something and then everyone's like where's the recipe I'm like well I've got to make it again to make sure I tell you what it'll it'll definitely work so I'm learning slowly to write it down and refine it but yes it's been a lot of fun process and so your website for everyone, once again, is mealplanningmama.com. Is that correct? That's right, Brie, yes. Fantastic. So head on over if you are stuck on inspiration for any kind of recipes that you need. Um, Beck has you covered. So go and get all the recipes that you need to make 2024 after school dinner with kids as easy as it can be. Thank you for having me, Bree. It's been awesome to connect. You're welcome. That's all I have for you today. Another episode done and dusted here at Scales and Tails, unveiling the secret of weight loss podcast. I hope you found valuable insights and practical tips to support your weight loss journey. Remember, sustainable change takes time. So be patient and kind to yourself. I'd love for you to head to my website at yourfamiliesnutritionist.com.au. I so appreciate you being here, so thank you. If you have questions or topics you'd like me to cover in future episodes, please reach out to me. And if you've enjoyed today's episode, then I would love for you to subscribe and leave a review so that others can find the podcast and have the opportunity to achieve something they've thought was impossible up until now. Between now and then, when I'm next in your ears, I hope you find the joy in the food you eat and get to share it with those you love, including yourself.